0: Welcome back, welcome back, listeners to the Nurse Man, Dan show. I am your host. As always, Nurse Man Dan. I'm a little a little somber, if that's the word. Um, I was working this weekend, of course, um, and I was listening to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, and uh, he had on a guy named I believe his name was Brigham Bueller. Anybody who listens to this show needs to listen to that episode. This guy, uh, he was out of college and started working as a pharmaceutical sales rep, medical sales, and then he uh, moved into, I think he said, like, uh, surgical equipment sales. Um, Some of the stuff this guy was saying that was happening, and this was, like, when he started 20 20 years ago, roughly, Um some of the stuff that he says was happening and is still happening today is just mind-blowing that it's running like this I I I mean his he talked to Joe for you know for like two and a half hours and the whole time I mean it was case study after case study of example after example of of corruption all the way at the top you know, I used to really think, like, it was mostly, like, pharmaceutical companies that um, I, I thought they were, like, the most evil, I guess, of, of the, the, the trifecta. You know, uh, insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, and big hospitals, um, hospital systems. It's actually, according to this guy, and, I mean, he worked in it. It's the insurance companies. That's the big devil. And then you've got pharmaceutical and big hospitals. Uh, I mean, it's to the point that your healthcare, your what he was saying is that your doctor doesn't offer you medications or uh, medical implants, even if they are what you need, even if it's what is going to work best for you. If the insurance doesn't reimburse them, they're not going to probably even offer it because no, no physician wants to talk to patients about paying cash, paying out of pocket. And I'll tell you how I know that because, uh, on the average doctor visit in America today, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a few seconds to guess how long, guess how long the average doctor visit is today with your, uh, like your GP, your primary care physician. Take a guess. Bump Bum, 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 bum. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. I'm telling you, most of the people I see have... Oh, damn. Hang on. Have multiple conditions. Multiple. Um, Numerous medications. Numerous. And most of them don't know any of it. They don't know what conditions they have. They don't know why they're taking certain medications, which is why they don't take them half of the time. They don't realize the importance of them needing to take it because their lifestyle choices have turned their body from this, like I said, this Ferrari, this Lamborghini, into a, uh, you know, a 97 Pinto. You know? And, and... um. And I'm just the home health nurse that sees them, you know, three times a week sometimes. And I get to spend, I do spend, you know, sometimes two hours with patients and they still don't get it. So how do we expect physicians to provide quality health care when it's flooded with people with conditions brought on by themselves? There was another stat, and I'm just going off of what this uh, Brigham Bueller said, st- said, and I believe him 100%. I mean, he he started in that line of work, said it was a blast for a while until he realized like what was really happening and what's going on. And then he started his own company to try to, to provide healthcare the way it should be. Healthcare shouldn't be treated um i mean it is it's it now it's it's all it's a business it's all about the the what did he say quarterly earnings you always got to be improving you always got to be pushing this drug always got to be pushing this and um it, it's just like what i don't know what we're doing i don't feel good about my job or my career choice anymore um Because uh, I know they always say, oh, you're helping. We're not. That's that's my point. That's his point. Is that our healthcare system is a sick-based system. Meaning, they wait until you're sick to treat you. They wait until you need medication to treat something that you did to yourself for the most part. And like I said, I don't, I'm just going off what this guy said, he said it was either 80 or 82, 80 or 82% of the diseases that Americans die from are preventable, meaning they're self-caused. And I mean, like I've told you guys before, you know, I don't go out nurse, you know, all these, Oh, nurses, heroes, we're not doing anything new. I mean, the, uh, you know, when you go get a yearly physical or whatever from your doctor, that exam hasn't changed since 1925, I believe. They're doing the same stuff. We are getting worse, right? But they're charging you healthcare costs are getting higher. People are getting sicker and they keep getting richer. I'll tell you something else uh, he said was that um, I, I I swear he said 40% if this number isn't correct, my bad. Y'all really need to check out this interview. It's like two and a half hours long. Um, he said something like in the next 20 years, I thought he said, there was supposed to be like a 40%. That seems huge. Maybe it wasn't. A 40% reduction in healthcare providers. That just seems, maybe it was 40 years, a 20% reduction. Anyways, Healthcare providers, physicians, surgeons, nurses, they're getting out of it. They're leaving this job. They're leaving this career because it's a losing battle all the way. Insurance controls your healthcare and they regulate themselves. So they just, they can choose what they're going to pay for, what they're not going to pay for and what they do is... They they make it so that the the treatment you get doesn't really get you better. It maintains maybe um, so that you rely on it. So that they are making. I'm not even joking. It's bottom line. I mean, hearing him talk and then uh, you know talking to other patients. I had a uh, actually live up in the same neighborhood my parents do. Um, and she had the the lady, the spouse wife, had to go out of town for the weekend for three days. Listen to this, listen to this out there if you've got par- parents, if you've got parents that are you know getting older uh, that need home care or uh, you know a break or they got to go out of town or whatever. So they call these home health aid or these private duty home care aids, right? This lady for three days, she paid this company, uh, $2,700. Now this guy was my patient. Um, and I saw him for nursing visits, which means, you know, checking vitals. And I mean, really that's about it. Unless you're, unless you're teaching them something new, it's really like a what's up dude or ma'am. So she went left out of town. It was like, I don't remember maybe a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And then I was going to see him on that Thursday or Friday and I get there and like knock on the door and like this, the home care aide answers the door. I'm like, Oh, this is great. They're actually here. That's cool. And then I hear like a child and I'm like, is that, is that two children or is this, this guy's cat attacking a child? No, it was two children and the nurse's aide's friend. We're hanging out in this guy's house. They both looked shocked as hell when the when I showed up. Like, oh my god, I didn't know anybody else was coming. And this guy lived in a nice ass house. He was a really well respected architect, um, like world renowned. Um, and like, they're just in his house. I mean, this house. When uh, I don't know if any of you, anybody who's listening to this that's older, doesn't remember MTV Cribs, but. And it wasn't like blinged out, but it was just very like the probably one of the classiest, well-decorated, nice houses I've ever been in. And uh, they're just chilling in there with their kids running around. The guy can't hear. He can't really walk. So I go see him and he's back in his bed, just laying in bed. Like TV on and they're out there doing this thing. And I said, hey, you know, how's it going? XYZ do his vitals. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Blah, 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 blah. Everything seemed okay minus like the kids being there. But I mean, it's not my like, I mean, they hired, she hired them. So maybe that was part of the package. I have no idea. Maybe the lady is the manager of the other lady. And maybe she just happened to have her kids with her while she was talking to the other woman. Um, so I was like, I mean, I didn't make a big deal about it. I was just like, that's kind of like weird. I'd be a little, a little irritated if I found out like that was going on when I was out of town while you're supposed to be taking care of my husband or my wife in my, you know, if it was me. Um, so anyways, I leave, everything's fine. And then I come back, you know, after the spouse gets back and she was not happy. She said, I came home and my husband was in bed. He didn't have any clothes on. The bed was soaking wet. Uh, he hadn't taken his medications. And, and I mean, I could tell. And then that's when she told me, I paid them $2,700 to come in here and take care of my husband. Now, this woman was old. Um, so I didn't want to break the news to her because I didn't have any medical equipment if she had a heart attack right there. Um, I mean, I could do CPR, I guess, but you know, anyways, so I just said, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but the people you hired and she was like, yeah, yes. And I was like, Hey, did I, when I came by, like the day after you left, like there was a caregiver here, but then there was also another person here and there were also two children, um, running around all your expensive ass shit. And she was <laughs> and uh, somebody probably lost their job because of that, which they should have damn well. They should have, um, $2,700 that this poor late am not poor. I don't mean poor, like, like broke. They had money. It doesn't, I don't care if they were trillionaires. She paid this company $2,700 for three days to care for this, her husband. And they didn't do anything right. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you paid $2,700 for three, four, three days, three and a half days. And I'm like thinking like, I'll come do that same job for a fucking week and I'll charge you less than that. Like it's this job. It's just getting to the point where unless I can go into private duty home care, Well, I'm like, it's my own business and I only, you know, I'd be down to be the uh, home care agency that doesn't deal with medications. Like, you want to, like, we're not here. I'm going to teach you about what you need to live a healthy life without medications. Maybe if there's like some basic ones, but who the fuck's texting me? Hang on one second. Sorry about that. That was a, uh, a friend of mine, a nurse I used to work with, um, just asking me if I was ready to enjoy my day off tomorrow. Uh, which oh y'all want to hear something crazy? Uh, just just to so goes to show you that this is what healthcare is. Um, so remember how I was saying like physicians and nurses are leaving healthcare because it's because it's a it's it's a losing game. Like there's just no point. Like just throw medicine at these people. Like if that's all they want anyways. Make sure you take your medicine. Who cares about anything else? Send them their fucking medications. Anyways, um, so uh, I had originally taken Mon this Monday and Tuesday off, right? And if if anybody's listening to this that I work with, which I'm sure some of you are, this isn't a knock on you or or you for for, for what happened. It's just this is what healthcare has become. Um, so I took Monday and Tuesday off, right? Been working a lot. I, I I've been here since January and I haven't taken any vacation time. I don't know what I've done with my life since January, except stare at a computer screen and chart obesity, shortness of breath, difficulty managing medications. Right? Um, so good lord. So uh I took Monday and Tuesday off because I was like, I'm gonna at least try to play some golf. I haven't played I was a big golfer, haven't played golf this year. Um, so I'm in there on Christ Almighty. Oh, geez, that's my friend again. Hey, sorry if you happen to listen to this episode after I post it. Um, when I yell Christ Almighty because my phone keeps going off, it was you. I'm not really mad at you. I was just on a roll. You can keep texting me. I'm not really mad. Anyways, guys. So you remember how I was saying that this Brigham Bueller was saying, excuse me, that uh, over the next, whatever he said, 20 years, the provider population will go down because people are getting out of it because it's a a losing situation. Um, Yeah. So we're short staffed too, right? So I have not, like I said, I have not taken a single day of vacation since I've started this job. Okay we have a couple of nurses that are out that's fine that is 100% fine i had to go up uh, out one day because my daughter was in the hospital and they co- it was great they covered for me right uh but, but the thing is with me is like this is what i'm talking about with when healthcare starts to lack so because we're short we've been short we're short staff we need nurses but nobody wants to work especially this job after they find out how much is involved. So instead of us as a company, company, what am I going to call the company I work for? I'm going to call the company I work for Bière Saint-Nicolas. That's the name of the company, Bière Saint-Nicolas, because that's what's on the uh, poster right here that is in front of me. Or not poster, this picture, Bière Saint-Nicolas. That's the company I work for. So Bierre Saint Nicolas won't tell the physicians or the the head hospital, hey, we don't have enough staff to accept more patients, right? And why would they do that? Why would Bierre Saint Nicolas home care agency, why would they say we can't accept more? Because really we can't. We're already behind. We already are short-staffed. So, in, and healthcare is supposed to be about promoting health and wellness, right? No, it's not. Because the responsible thing at, I have to keep looking behind me to see what that thing says. The responsible thing at Bier St. Nicolas Home Care Agency would be to say, hey, we can't accept any more. You're gonna have to arrange them for another agency. There's plenty of agencies out there. Because we don't have the staff to be able to provide quality health care right now to this amount of people, right? No. At Saint-Bierre-Nicolas, or what is it? Bierre Saint-Nicolas, it's like, okay, bring them on in. So then what happens is that I have Monday and Tuesday off, right? They ask me, did you really need those days off? And it's like, what do you mean? Like, I I requested them off. Yes, I wanted them off. That's why I requested them off. I haven't had a day off since I started working here. A vacation day, and I'm not even going anywhere. I just wanted a couple of days where I could just not have to deal with the same old shit. But we're short-staffed. They don't have people, and we keep bringing in patients. So, because I'm not an asshole completely, I might be on here. I don't talk to my patients. Yeah, I do, actually. I'm not, I don't. I don't, I try not to come up, not to come across as an asshole, but, uh, so I'm a nice guy. So she was like, do you really need uh, Monday and Tuesday off? And I'm like, you know, I mean, yeah. And she's like, well, you know, one of the other nurses is out and, uh, you know, and it's like, what? And so what happens? I don't get Tuesday off. It's not like I could be like, no, I'm not coming in. Like what that conversation meant was, I need you to come in Tuesday, even though you requested off. So, 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 and and then this is another crazy, just blew my mind. So if you work the weekend shift, right, you're supposed to get what a day off during the week. So I worked, uh, I might as well worked a full day Saturday, full day Sunday, um, and then I t- used my PTO. Paid time off to take Monday and Tuesday off. And then I found out um, that it didn't even matter anyways. Like, we're not owed that. So, really, you could work a week straight, Monday through Friday, work Saturday, Sunday, and then work Monday through Friday again. And, that, like, that's just what it is. And you're, you're asking me why people are leaving the healthcare industry? We are burnt out. All of us are. At least the good the ones that just go there for a check who don't give a shit, like they can keep doing that. I'm burnt out on and like this is like I said, this would be probably my favorite job ever if it was actually about getting people better. It's not. I'll give you a good example. You would think that uh, a patient's primary care physician, right? Primary. The main go-to man or woman, right? You would think the primary care physician would be able to answer questions about the patient's medicine or medical history, right? So I'm at a patient's house the other day, and they weren't sure about uh, a diuretic And for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is It's a medication that makes you piss a lot Alright um, So I thought The patient using my nursing Acumen My my um, my knowledge From just being in this Job for a while uh, That the patient 100% Would benefit from increasing the dosage Even with his Other medical conditions Right 30 seconds before the end of day, uh, and they expect you, and then when we don't get the message till the next day, then we get bitched at by the office for not communicating well. Everybody's busy. Anyways, so I get a call back uh, once again after I get the message, and it's like one minute before 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock, whatever time their office closed, and it's a message because I'm in a patient's house, and it says, hey, this is Dr. Not Doing Shit's office, And I just wanted to let you know that I talked to the, I talked to Dr. Not Doing Shit, and she said that uh, she's not going to make any adjustments. She said she wants to refer them to their hepatologist, their liver doctor, or whatever. So, the primary care doctor, the one I call the -the go-to-the-main person, I thought, in healthcare, to get medical questions, to maybe get some kind of guidance, just got the secretary to call back and just said, she doesn't do that. Like, call, call them. They know what to do. Like, that's most of the calls. You go to a primary care and you got a cough. Oh, see a pulmonologist. Oh, my chest hurts. See a cardiologist. <gasps> I can't tolerate sugar. See a, uh, oh, God. Oh, God. Endocrinologist. Excuse me. You know? I stared at the sun for 20 hours straight, and now I'm blind. See an optometrist. Ophthalmologist? One of them. Like, what, what did the primary cares do except physical exams, right? Other than that, they're just treating diseases brought on by y'all, by ourselves. That might be one of the easiest jobs ever because there's not new diseases, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there's not every day some new condition comes along. For the most part, and I would almost put money that any GP, primary care physician, if I went and asked them, how often do you treat new conditions you've never seen? None of them are going to say all the time. They'd be like, never. I used to think the weatherman was the best job to have because you can always be wrong and you're still on that fucking television. Like what other job can you just not give the right information and just they pay you to do it over and over, right? I used to think it was the weatherman. Now I think it's, you know, physicians, because the, because the right way, and that's, that's messed up. I shouldn't say it like that. Um, I think most physicians want the best for the patient. I think most physicians truly want the best for their patients. I think they are restricted on the way they can treat due to the pharma companies and the insurance companies. So I, I, I shouldn't say every physician is a POS. I'm sure most of them are good. I am hundred percent sure that every single physician in this country right now, at some point or another in their career, has made a choice that they knew was not the best for their patient. If there's a doctor that tells me they've never done that, I, I would be, I would be very, not damn it, I would to say that's a that's a straight lie. That you've never chosen an easier route because you either, you weren't going to get reimbursed for it. Maybe, maybe they came in and, uh, you know, you thought they needed labs, but you knew you weren't going to get reimbursed for it. And you were going to hear it from your managers, from the office, right? So you didn't order labs. So maybe they're okay. Maybe they didn't really need labs, but you as the physician chose not to do what you went to school for, choose to not go with your gut based on uh, financial, um, repercussions that alone right there means you didn't do what you thought was best. And that's happening across the country. And I think that's just why 100% why nobody's in any better shape anymore. We're living longer, but nobody looks any better. Maybe we just literally aren't supposed to live that long. Maybe we should stop this whole medicine bullshit so everybody just, you know, is out of here at 65. Because, you know, most of the people I see anyways after that age don't seem to give a shit anyways. I'd say 90% of the patients that I see on a day-to-day basis over the age of 65 don't do anything to better themselves. And it's, it's, Partly their fault for sure, uh, but a large part of it is the system, the healthcare system that allowed them to get to that point. It should not. We should. We as healthcare providers should not allow people to get to the point of like no return. Like the guy I saw today. Uh, I mean. I don't even remember if I talked about him already or not. Overweight, not old, not young. Boxes and trash everywhere. Um. Uh, like, he's still young. And he did not get where he's at overnight. I mean, the guy is on a second floor of a, a building. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... If that building caught on fire, he's not getting out. He's going to burn alive. And he is so young. Like, early 60s is young to me. That is not old. Old is when you're up in the 90s. And even then, it's like, man, some of these people are still moving. But 60? 60 is not old. You should still be able to go out and walk to your mailbox. It's 60 years old. This guy was just... I don't know where we, as healthcare providers, let him down, which is also why I think—not um, a very popular opinion, honestly, obviously—but I mean, I think uh, letting people maybe, maybe not suffer—I don't know what the word is. Maybe it is suffer. Maybe um, you know, you go to your doctor and you're a healthy weight this year, and then you go back for your yearly checkup and you've gained, let's just say whatever, let's just say what an average amount of extra weight I would imagine people gain all the time. Let's just say you go back to your doctor after a yearly checkup, you were regular weight the first year, right? Uh, COVID hit. And now in your next yearly checkup, you're 40 pounds heavier. And your doctor, instead of saying, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? I know the virus was here. I know you weren't able to work, but for you to gain 40 pounds, like what have you been doing? You had to have been doing absolutely nothing. They don't say that. They don't say that. What we should do is make people suffer like that guy today. When I, talk, I straightened the eye, said, Hey, uh, you know, you can get whatever medications you want. Uh, for the rest, I mean, you could be alive for another 30 years, sir. I mean, you're early 60s. You could be alive to be 90-something. It is USA. Woo-hoo! It is 2022. We've got great medicine. Things are, you know, getting better all the time. For the wrong reasons, but they are getting better all the time. Um, And you will be alive for another 30 years. And you, not, and, and the, the this is the fucked up part. That until I told him this, I was like, like, this is what you're doing. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm already paying uh bills from last year to what's the name of the company? Uh Pierre Saint Nicolas <clears throat> from last year. He's like, I just had another visit at Bier Saint Nicolas uh recently, and I'm like, Yeah, man, I know you're obese. That's what I told him. I said I didn't say you're overweight, I didn't say You know, you should put, I said, sir, I know you are obese. Like, nobody's told him that. I should have said, you're a fat motherfucker, is what I should have said. Because, you know, after I said, yeah, I know you're obese. Like, what are you talking about? And I give him, I get, like, I give every single patient, every single patient that I, especially for the first time. I think I might be getting a little bit of a, a little bit of a chest cold here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, there's three things that we need. It's good sleep, consistent quality sleep. We have for thousands of years, it's never going to change. A decent diet. You got to eat something or you die. You got to make, you know, stay hydrated or you die. Like we can't not eat and not drink anything. Um, and then you need to do some form of cardiovascular strain every day you need to be working yourself that's how you live a uh, a long productive healthy life and I just went through the I you know I went through it with him I said hey uh, are you sleeping uh pretty regularly I can never say regularly quickly everybody try that right now just I'm gonna be quiet for a second I, (laughs) I just want you to say regularly Fast. Can you, can you just throw it out there? I can't. Anyways, consistent uh, quality sleep. And he's like, no. No, I nap during the day. The same shit that I hear from every person I meet for the first time. And then when I tell them, hey, uh, bro, if you're not getting to the deep level of sleep, then it doesn't matter what you do because you're just going to consistently decline. You're not allowing your body to recover. And I used the school example with the janitors. And then the light bulb pops on. They're like, holy shit, are you serious? And every one of them say the same shit. I have never heard this before. And guys and gals out there listening, if you know who I am listening, uh, you would agree with this for the most part, unless you're like my mom or my dad. Uh, I am not... The, how can I put this? I don't want to make myself sound bad. I'm like the least, most caring nurse you'll ever meet. I'm the most, like, uh, PC correctness, you know. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, I don't care about all this, you know, extended education. All this, when I was in the ER, you know, you had these, uh, every year they would reset and you'd have to retake another exam, a 30 minute exam on, you know, how to check a blood pressure. It's like, what are we doing? We know how to do this shit. We do it every day. We do the same thing every day because the conditions are the same every day. Why don't we get more into preventative medicine? I think because I don't know if I've mentioned this in the beginning, I'm going to end up I don't know how much longer the uh the Nurse Man Dan show is going to s- survive. Now I that doesn't mean that I'm gonna quit talking. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna because I w- I think what I need to do for my own, probably for my own, just to be cautious, is I'm going to have to change the name of the show, um, and I will send out a um a message or something that. If somebody wants to hear the show, the what the new show is, I'll let them know uh, through you know a message or an email, um, because because the stuff I really want to say, I don't want to say knowing that um, you know my manager listens, my manager's manager listens. I don't know I don't know who all in my Bière uh, Saint Nicolas uh, company are listening to this, and the stuff I want to talk about that I am going to get in trouble for. I'm not violating any laws, but I just want to I just want to be able to just call out the obvious BS every day that I see. I, and I I need to I I need to really just I think <clears throat> because even um remember money penny guys, I don't know if I told you this. Good lord Sometimes I don't remember if I've talked about this or not. Um, anyways, the the lady, the um, girl that I woman that I work with who does like our scheduling, she takes the calls. Um, I'm not gonna give her name away anyways. Uh, I call her money Penny sometimes. I love it. She's like you know like we're the nurses are the spies um, and we go out and we do all this illegal shit which is pretty much what we're doing. We're not helping anybody. We're just encouraging shitty behavior by giving him more pills. So I would say it's illegal, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, we come back, and then she's there. Oh, Bond. Oh, Bond, we got another complaint from you. I don't know what kind of accent that was, and that's not how our lady talks. Um, anyway, she was telling me, hey, you know, your show is gonna, you're not gonna be able to last that long. She told me this when I first started, because her and her money pennies mother. We'll call her, what's another? We'll call her money, penny. The mother's name was peso quarter. And she said the same thing. Like, yeah, you talk about the same stuff, like good sleep, a good diet, decent diet, by the way. And, uh, some form of strain, cardiovascular strain every day. And they're right because that is all we need. And I just, So 100%. That's why I think I'm going to have to switch this show over to, I I think I need to to only let people that I don't work with, or at least the people that I know aren't going to uh, say something about the things I'm talking about. um, Let them know what the new show is. Um, I'm gonna have to figure that out because I mean, it's just, I'm losing my mind to the point that I literally think I'm gonna have to make a career change. Just from nine months of this, from nine months of this and five years, four, four and a half, five years in the ER and a year in the OR. So four, five, six, so less than 10 years in this career, I have seen, I, I see this job kickstarted. I just see it's a failed system. You'll always have a job. When they tell you healthcare professionals will always have a job, you know, that always sounded like a nice, <laughs> like, a like oh, shit, that's awesome. Yeah, you'll always have a job because people are fucking quitting because it's a bullshit system. It's not, it, it, they say you'll always have a job because people are always going to be sick. Like, that's weird. It's like we rely on. I don't want people to be sick. I don't want people to hurt. I know that when I go see an eighty-seven-year-old woman who fell down sixty-two stairs and broke every bone in her body, I know deep down in my core. Just because I'm, I'm a fair, I'm a very intelligent person. I, I use a lot of common sense. I know that this eighty-seven-year-old woman who just fell from the plane while it was taking off and broke every bone in her body. I know she's never going to run a marathon. Right? You listeners, do you know that? And that's just that's healthcare. They set these standards. Why are you why are physicians sending me to houses of patients that they've been seeing for years who smoke a pack of cigarettes a day with COPD, COVID and uh, what's the other one? Congestive heart failure. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do to somebody who's been smoking for 60 years? Nothing, you idiots. It doesn't matter. Let them do their shit. It's fine. Let them. Let them do their shit. Let them die the way they want to die, unfortunately. That's how, that's how, you know What? Fuck it. I'm just going to say it. You want to know how you change healthcare? Is you, you make people suffer. We say from right now, from this moment forward, any child born that does not have a genetic or uh, predisposition, not predis. I don't want to hear predisposition. If you're not born genetically altered, if you've got four, uh, you know, two legs, arms, hands, you, you're a normal person and you can walk when you're an adult, uh, there is absolutely no reason that that baby girl or boy should ever uh, get to the point of being not even overweight, but obese. And I was just looking the other day. There's like three different categories of obese and being like the third tier category isn't that much more. So like there's a lot of class two and three over people that just think they're overweight. It's like, no, 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 no. You're not overweight. Don't 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 sell yourself short. You set the goal. You you won the medal. You are obese at the class three level. You are the max obese medicine has to define you as. And 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 what? And doctor wants me to go in there to see what doc. It's simple. Like I'm telling everybody I'm listening to, I'm not trying to cost you money. I'm trying to save you money. I would love to watch these people burn, not burn, excuse me. I don't want to say burn. I I, I do my best to love everybody equally uh, and forgive people for their transgressions. I would forgive these people, these greedy people that don't care about your health or my mother's health or my father's health, I don't, or my grandma's health or my aunt's health or my brother's health or anybody else's health that I care about, my daughter's health. Like, I would forgive them. Because I know we're all flawed. I know we're all humans, and we're flawed, um, and we, you know, people do dumb things. But uh, you know, we are adults. Okay, we we do make our own decisions, and that's what I'm saying. There should be suffrage, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if, uh, if if you are a child, a parent starting you know now you're born this baby that was born as of right now at you know almost 11 o'clock on you know or 2300 for you medical folk military folk police folk out there 2300 at uh September 25th 2022 as Bill Burr would say uh that you know by the by age five. You know, whatever I don't don't need. I have a three-year-old daughter, and I don't even know at what age if she does start getting larger, like chunky, that I need to be concerned. I know as a baby, as a toddler, as an infant, like you want that. That's good for them. But like, people ask me sometimes, like, "Are you gonna? Are you gonna be hard on your daughter when she's fat?" And it's like, first off, here, listen, fuckhead, what do you mean when she's fat? No. Because, you, why? What do you mean she's not going to be fat? Yeah, because I love her more than I love you. I promise you that. I promise you I love my daughter more than anybody. Uh, so, for sure, I'm going to ensure that my daughter does not get obese or overweight. That's dumb as hell. When anybody asks me that, what are you going to do when your daughter, as much as I bitch about the, the state of this, the health in this country, you think that I'm not going to say something to somebody I love? Especially my daughter? Hell no. You think I'm hard on my patients. I'm harder on my... I'd be harder on my daughter. I will be. And it's not because I don't love her. It's because I love her that much. That's what we should be doing as providers. And I say we just do it to the people who really want the help. The rest of the people... like. You know, maybe maybe have a out-of-pocket healthcare, right, for private companies that don't rely, they're not in, they they don't get anything based on insurance. They get their medicine, blah blah blah. However, Mark Cuban and this guy, this wells to ways to fit ways to well. However, they do their business to where if you come in and you're willing to work, we'll, we'll give you the medicine to get you off of the medicine. If that makes sense, we are here to better you, once again, can't talk, to better you, like that's a fucking fantastic company, anybody you ask, that doesn't, that knows me as a nurse, uh, that doesn't know I'm doing this show, if you told them what I'm talking about, they would all say, are you sure you're talking about the, the, the same person, because the, I promise you, this job, I have seen. I know. There's no doubt about it. What healthcare is? It's not healthcare. It is sickness-based treatment. That's it. We are not about preventative measures. We don't care. I care. I do care. I mean, I tell people all the time. My company, Bière uh, Saint Nicolas. I tell them like. Hey, if you're not happy with your physician, if you're having that 7-minute visit, then you know what? I say leave uh, St. or Pierre St. Nicolas. Leave leave us and go somewhere where they're going to give you the time, attention you need to get better. Why? Because I you know because I don't treat anybody I see any different. I truly want everybody to live healthier lives. I see what it looks like when they can't, when you can't, when family members of mine aren't able to. I know what your life is going to look like if you don't make those changes. And unfortunately for most of the people I see, they're past that point of return. You know, when you when you get to the point, I, I, like the guy I was talking about with all the boxes all over his place to just shit show. I told him, I said, you've got about a three-year window. where you're this is it sir three-year window I said I want you to look at yourself next time you waddle your ass to the bathroom and you're out of breath and look at yourself in the mirror and think 20 years ago 20 let's go 10 years ago you were 50 you were a little bit younger than my father I know what my dad looks like now I know what he looked like at 50 um fantastic he's great right he stayed active and I said when 10 years ago, when you looked at yourself, actually, this is messed up because I said, you know, are you happy the, you know, with how you look now compared to, and he's like, I, I look pretty much the same, probably worse or probably, you know, exactly the same. So I was like 20 years ago when you were, you know, 40, six years older than me. Like, do you think I want to go look at myself in the mirror to when I get home after work, look at myself in the mirror and then in a blink of a uh, blink of an eye it's 24 years down the road and i look back and i see you no you kidding me you haven't been outside in 6 months you're depressed i said how's your diet and you're eating ch- you you said you have you, you you've got chicken tenderloins goldfish and chips i mean and the doctor sends me in To see what we can do. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I told him, I said, you've got about two to three years to make these changes or you are going to spend the rest of your life in pain. I promise you ain't nothing I can do about it. If you start busting your ass today for the next, I mean, for in a year, you could be 50, 60 pounds lighter You wouldn't burn in your apartment if you fell or if the apartment, it wouldn't even be if you fell. If that apartment caught, if I lit a match in that apartment and walked out, shut the door, and he was in his client, he could not get out before that shit burned down. And he lives by himself. He doesn't have a cell phone, no access to internet. He's got a home line. Who the fuck uses that anymore? Right? I want him to not burn alive, okay? So I talk to him like I'm talking to y'all. And you know what he said, because I always tell him like, hey, this is my manager's name. Her name is, or his name, uh, at Pierre Saint-Nicolas. My manager's name is Eminem Deport. And uh, if you did not like the way I treated you or the way I have counseled or educated you, I want you to call my manager uh, Eminem Deport. I want them. I give them the number and I say, please call. And I always tell them. If somebody else comes into your house, I don't care if it's nursing, any other discipline, anybody that comes into your house pro- providing medical care or assistance, if you feel like they don't give you the time, if you, feel like they, if you feel like they just come in and brush you off and dip out, call the number. And then I said the same token, though. When you get somebody in, because they don't do, you know how it is. Everybody that complains is only complaining about the bad. Nobody really reports the good and I don't really give a fuck I'm not doing this uh, to get good reports from my boss hey you did a great job it's like no I'm just doing exactly what we should be doing everybody should be telling these people this stuff but we don't because I'm a fucking badass nurse as much as a lot of people may disagree I get the point across I don't I mean if like I said if they pull me into the office one day and they say hey listen Listen, listen, listen. We got to tell you something because you've just you're getting too close to the to the answer. Uh, actually, nursing is not about healthcare. Listen, listen, listen. I know they taught you all this do good for others in school and shit. Listen, we just need to make sure they take their medicine. Okay, just take your medicine. That's it. That's all. Literally, that's all you gotta do. Okay. All right. You got it. Okay. All right. Thanks get the fuck out of here like then i would understand and i wouldn't be a nurse but it's like they want us to not 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 be our saint nicolas but healthcare in general the community looks at us like we're these heroes and like i don't want to toot my own horn but the way i treat patients call me one i don't give a fuck i am doing what you need I, i'm i am telling you what you need to hear i don't care if i hurt feelings i don't I, because i want you to get better that's one thing they always told me uh in in nursing school was you know i was like how hard is it to get fired from a nursing job you know you go to school for all this time you get a license and, you know if you get fired does that you know ruin your license blah blah, blah. um and i remember um i guess i can say her name miss draper she's retired since then i won't say where uh I went to school, but she was a great teacher, fantastic lady. She, she liked nursing like the way I. She really, at least from what I I saw, uh, cared about making sure that we knew how to take care of the patient. Not really the condition we could, she taught us that too, but how to relate, how to be a member of their family, not just be a healthcare provider coming in and judging them and then dipping out in seven minutes. Right. I really liked that about her. Um, and uh so you know they they really said it's i mean unless you are you know diverting drugs or you just don't call i mean if you just don't show up like people don't really get fired like you know you're doing a good thing it that was totally wrong um i'm gonna throw you i'm gonna fill you guys in on a secret I don't even want to tell you. Maybe I'll just be the story for the next time to just just show you uh, how how corrupt. You know what it is. I'm going to tell you something, guys. I've had three nursing jobs uh, as a nurse. Um, Like I said, four or five years as an ER nurse. Okay. I did a year in the OR and I'm uh, I'm in September, almost October. If I make it to the end of December, it will be a year as a home health nurse this is going to bite me in the ass. Just watch, just watch. So y'all know I got fired from the ER, right? I got fired from the OR job. And if you thought the, the reason, maybe y'all agreed with them. I don't really give a shit if you agreed with why they fired me or not. Um, if you thought that was weird, wait until I tell you why I got fired from the next job (laughs) that, that I also did. I mean, and I'll just pull up the paperwork. Once again, I will put it on my fucking Facebook group page so that you see that it's all about money. It's corruption to its finest. Pretty much working for the mafia. So anyways, next episode, I'll tell you all about that. Funny story though, I actually stayed in touch with somebody that used to work at this uh, surgery center and um, was just asking him like, hey, who all is still there? And he said, "Uh, nobody is there from the original when I was there, he said, after you, they started firing people left and right. And then the guy that fired me got fired. And then the lady bitch that was in the office meeting when I got fired, got fired. And now that whole original company is under investigation, like federal investigation for fraud. So it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Peep good people, people like me. Sometimes everybody does fucked up shit. But people that want to do a good job are getting screwed, at least in my situation, twice so far. And I'll I'll fill you in Uh, because it saves them money. So if you're a healthcare worker out there, I got my x-ray tech. He's working now and he hates his job. Everybody's a dick there. He doesn't like it. Um, And I was like, you know what, dude? I told him. I said, hospitals do not care about you. They don't care about the patients. Why do you think they would give a shit about you? You're replaceable like this. I said, go look for a travel job. You don't have a kid. You're not married. Sure enough, he went online, found a job, making a significant amount more money. And I told him, I said, you can do the right thing if you want, which I probably would. I would I give my notice and I say, hey, I'm leaving. But you know, playing the devil's advocate. I told him. I said, "You know what you should do? Since they've messed you over just as many times as as I can count that he's told me. I said, "I would just take that job and then pick up extra shifts and then just fucking not show up. You know, because what's going to happen? They're just going to make somebody else cover for just like they do with me. It doesn't matter. The patients will be seen even if it makes somebody else suffer. So they don't it doesn't matter. As soon as you just don't show up, you're already a figment of their imagination, you're gone, they've already got somebody else coming their way, or they're just making other people do more work, or they're leaving, um, I'm, anyways, I'm done with this episode for the night, I'll tell y'all about the, uh, the reason I got fired from the second nursing job, you know, probably this one soon, who knows, anyways, that's why I'm gonna have to change the name of the podcast, um, and I'll fill everybody in, Uh, that listens to this that needs to know where I'll be going when that time comes. Um, Once again, thank you for listening. Uh, You know, leave some comments, guys. Ask some questions. I'm getting no interaction from any of you people. And like, that's irritating me, to be honest. Like, do you not have questions? Is everything I'm saying making sense to the point that you've gone to your physician and said, what the hell have you been doing? I doubt it. I'm guessing you just listen to me and then just blow it off. Does nobody have a single question for me? Does nobody out there with heart failure or uh, a dick doctor or medication questions that they just can't seem to get answered? I'll answer them for you. I don't care. I would, I would feel better about people listening to this show sending me questions and letting me answer them on my off time. I would feel better about as a nurse doing that than I do doing the job I'm doing right now. 100%. If I could sit at home, I don't want to say sit at home because I don't want to sit at home, but if I could go just drive around town and people that have questions, I could stop by as an independent contractor, as somebody who's only uh who only cares about their well-being. Like that's the job. Like Somebody, hey, anybody out there who wants to get, who really wants to get people better, just hire me. I don't need a lot of money, but just don't give me any regulations. Don't give me any bullshit. Just let me go make people better. I can do it. I can do it if the insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies and big hospitals don't hold me back. Anyways, have a fantastic night. Shout at me. Let's hear. Let's have a conversation. I would be interested. maybe i'll I'll take calls i don't care let me hear otherwise i'm gonna change the show and none of y'all are gonna know and i'll just start talking about y'all anyways good night i love you get your sleep get up stay active eat well say your prayers